Take your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. We are reading the Bible together. Hopefully we'll be getting through the Bible in a year and a half or so and we're reading something from the Old Testament, something from the New Testament, something from the Proverbs and something from the Psalms. And uh, so we're not very far away from every major section of God's Word. But Isaiah chapter 11 uh, probably is in one of the hardest books in the Bible to understand. And so I want to spend just a few minutes this morning looking at the book of Isaiah and helping all of us together to figure out how to navigate through Isaiah chapter 11. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. We pray that you would guide us with it, encourage us, strengthen us. In Jesus, your name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 11. Does everybody have it? Are you ready? Let's begin at verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Now, you may sit there and say, what does it mean when he says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse? Always look at a passage of Scripture in its context. Always try to group words together that are going to help you to understand it. And so this is going to be helpful for you. If you will look at the word rod and then add to the word rod the word stem, and then in the next part of the verse, the word branch, and then the word roots. And then there's an action word there. Not only do you have the word rod and stem and branch and roots, but you have an action word. The branch shall grow out of his roots. So if I were to put this together, and if you have a different translation, these words may be translated a little differently. But a rod is equal to a shoot. A stem is equal to a stump. A branch is obvious, and roots are obvious. And we need to understand the context before we try to understand the spiritual lesson that is here. I think it's quite obvious that God has taken us out into nature. He is telling us to look at a tree that has been cut down. And it reminds me of a couple of other passages of Scripture, but I want to say this to you right off the bat. Go back to Isaiah chapter 10, verses 33 and 34 for just a second. Isaiah chapter 10, verses 33 and 34. Let's read these verses. Behold the Lord, the Lord of hosts, will lop off the bow with terror. Those of high stature will be hewn down, and the haughty will be humbled. He will cut down the thickets of the forest with iron, and Lebanon will fall by the mighty one. He has already set the stage for us. He has already helped us to understand the illustration that he wants to use to teach us a spiritual truth. He is talking about the lumbering industry. He's talking about cutting down trees in the forest. He's using one of the greatest forests of all time, the forest of Lebanon, to illustrate his point. But when you look at verses 33 and 34 of Isaiah chapter 10, 
you know right off the bat that it's not referring to the same thing as 11, 1 and 2. We're destroying a forest in, the, in 10 verses 33 and 34. God is going to recover or rejuvenate uh, the forest or the tree that he uses in illustration of the forest in chapter 11 verses 1 and 2. And so we want to ask ourselves the question, what is God teaching us when he says that a shoot is going to grow out of a stump a branch is going to grow from the roots of that tree. Do you remember Job chapter 14 when Job was talking about death? And in Job chapter 14, the Bible tells us that he is frustrated to the core. He's frustrated because he says that when man dies, he's gone. We put his body in the ground and that's it. He comes forth like a flower and fades away. He flees like a shadow and does not continue. And then in verse 7, he gives us a bit of hope because he says, For there is hope for a tree, if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, that its tender shoots will not cease, though its root may grow old in the earth and its stump may die in the ground. Yet at the scent of water it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. Man's not like that. I love the illustration of a tree, and I think that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God has given to us this wonderful picture, and He's talking about the stem of Jesse. Jesse. Jesse is the father of David, the king of Israel. The reference point that God used constantly in the Old Testament to explain to us that he was going to cause the household of David to grow until it filled ultimately the earth as he would bring the Messiah through his family line. And so when the Bible says, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots, God is Spock talking to us about the coming Messiah. We know that in verse 2. Because he is described here. Who is he? What is he like? The Bible says in verse 2, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The Spirit of counsel and might. The Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. Nor decide by the hearing of his ears. He is extraordinary in what he does. He's extraordinary in how he acts. And the Bible tells us that he is going to, in verse 4, he is going to judge with righteousness. Do you see that? Judge with righteousness. We see so much unrighteousness in our day and age. We see so much unrighteousness around us. And everybody is pointing their finger at everybody else and saying, you, you are a bad guy, or you are unrighteous, or you are a liar, or you don't believe the truth. We point our fingers at everybody in a society where there is so much hypocrisy, and there is so much deceit, and there's so much iniquity, and there's so much sin. These are the words that God uses to describe our society. But the Spirit of the Lord is going to be on the Messiah who's going to judge with righteousness. 
Three groups of people in verse 4 and following. He's going to judge the poor. He's going to decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And he will slay, verse 4, the wicked. When I, when I look at this passage of Scripture, I try to identify with some group of people in this passage. Do I want to identify with the poor? Do I want to identify with the meek of the earth? Or do I want to identify with the wicked? Well, I hope I don't have to identify with the poor, but sometimes we all go through those stages. I hope I never can be identified with the wicked of the earth. But I want to be identified with the meek of the earth because I remember Jesus talking about the fact that the meek shall what? They shall inherit the earth. I saw a guy one time with a t-shirt on and it said on the t-shirt, the meek shall inherit nothing. Well, the Messiah is going to reign in righteousness. He's going to judge in righteousness. And in verse 5, Paul picks this up, by the way, when he talks about the soldier in complete armor in Ephesians chapter 6. What does it say, everybody together? Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. This is a great passage of Scripture. And if you were confused when you got started wondering what it's referring to, I think it's becoming a lot clearer now. This is great news. This is wonderful news. It's wonderful news, especially when we get to verses 6 and 7 and 8 and 9. Let's look at those as we close the message out this morning. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw, straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the weaned child shall put his hand in the viper's den. Look at verse 9. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. Why? Because the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. God has begun His kingdom through the Messiah. Jesus came 2,000 years ago. He's coming back again. And He will fulfill parts of this passage of Scripture when He returns. And the Bible says that when He returns, it's going to affect the whole earth. It's going to affect the earth from sea to shining sea. And the knowledge of the Lord will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. Don't, don't you long for the day when the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover the earth? It's not just knowing about the Lord. Everybody's going to know about the Lord. But everybody's going to be living for the Lord. For the most part, the Bible describes this. And I know we, we question it. A lot of people say, well, when is this going to happen? Is this going to happen during the thousand-year reign of Christ? That's a good possibility. Is it going to happen in the new heaven and the new earth? That's a great possibility as well. It doesn't really matter to me how you look at that. The fact of the matter is that there is coming forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. Jesus has already come. The branch is growing. The Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And the day is coming when the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. 
Some may say, well, didn't this already happen? Isn't this a reference to the nation of Israel? Isn't this a description of Israel going back to its homeland? Well, I tell you what, if the wolf is the predator, the lamb is still the prey. If the leopard is the predator, the young goat is still the prey. If the calf is the prey, the young lion is still the predator. I don't see this being fulfilled yet, do you? But it's coming. It's coming because God is going to transform this world through the coming of the Messiah. Through Christ. He's going to transform the animal kingdom. He's going to transform all of it. There are great passages of Scripture, but let me just encourage you with this. You need to sit down with this passage of Scripture. You need to read it over and over and over again. You need to make sure you understand that a day is coming when God's going to lift the curse from this earth. There'll be no more pandemics. There'll be no sin. There'll be no sorrow. There'll be trials. There'll be no poverty. And you and I will live in a world that is under the control of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, where He will reign in righteousness. Are you going to be a part of that kingdom? Righteousness. Being right with God through faith in Christ is what it's all about. Not by our own works of righteousness, but being right with God through faith in Christ, who lived a righteous life, who died in payment for our sin, and who will reign in righteousness as a belt around his waist. Will you come to Christ? If you don't know him as Lord and Savior, will you come to Christ? Will you say, Lord, I want to be saved. I want to be a part of your kingdom. I want to be able to read this passage of Scripture and know that this is coming. And I have something really to look forward to. Will you come to Christ? As we sing together, turn your eyes upon Jesus. I want you to think of your relationship with Him. Is, it, is there a relationship? Or are you establishing one today by your faith in God who so loves you, who so loved the world, that He was willing to give His Son that we might have life?